0: Welcome to Follow the Pharynx, episode 2, my English kitchen. (laughs) So if you're following along on the written blog, which by the way is at followthepharynx.wordpress.com, you will see that I now have a bits and bobs section at the top of my blog. This is where I just throw in random things that you would like to know or maybe would rather skip, but here they are anyways. Bits and bobs. Word of the week. Bits and bobs is the word of the week. (laughs) Um, Bits and bobs here are odds and ends, things in the junk drawer, and the perfect name for this section of the blog where I share random, unconnected things that may interest my readers. Recipe of the week. I made a really lovely sausage leek potato soup a few weeks back when I wrote this post. Um, And I also made a staple in our kitchen now, which is this amazing sun-dried tomato pasta a la vodka. And I actually have my own recipe for that now which is in my blog, if you care to try it. It's very simple. It's essentially just two half-baked harvest recipes combined. I always had to combine them, so then I just kind of made my own recipe out of the two so I don't have to open two recipes anymore when I'm cooking. But anyways, we make that all the time. Um, So check it out. Tell me your thoughts. (laughs) Uh, Current read... The Running Grave by Robert Galbraith. That's a CB Strike novel. I'm no longer reading that one. I just finished it. It was really intense, y'all, and you should definitely check that series out. It's incredible. In fun fact, Robert Galbraith is actually not Robert Galbraith. It's actually J.K. Rowling. She did this new series under a pseudonym to see if it would still gain traction and think it like got gotten you know some sort of top 100 reads list within the first year I don't know that's all hearsay I actually have no idea I'm just saying that but you should look it up because I think she like got a lot of high ratings without anyone knowing it was her before she revealed herself so pretty cool pretty cool stuff um latest hike actually this is funny because as I'm recording this December 24th uh the latest hike that I had done when I read, uh, wrote this a few weeks back was a portion of the bench tour, um, and then we just went back today to that same place, bench tour, and did the whole thing, so um, we ran out of daylight the first time and had to turn around, but it's really by this absolutely beautiful river, loud rapids met us along every corner, as well as some falls, we had to hop over. Um, So we read on a sign when we got there that there are otters in the area year-round, but we weren't lucky enough to see any. And I said maybe next time, but there was a next time today, and I still didn't see any otters, unfortunately. Um, I'm trying to see how far the trail was. I'm just looking it up here. 5.4 miles. Today when we went back and did the whole thing, we ran out of daylight again, but we kept going which was a mistake because one of it was like practically straight downhill for half a mile over like rocks and wet leaves and we almost fell so many times Uh, treacherous anyways and the last section of my bits and bobs is wildlife spotted this week um we have a ton of red deer here on a drive the other day we saw two pheasants perched on a fence and we always see sheep on the way to work, and I always roll down my window and yell out, Hello, friends! It's my favorite thing to do in the morning drive to work. So, um, all right, here's to the actual post, my English kitchen. There's a lovely picture of my Rayburn oven. We do have an oil-burning stove here, which is so nice. So, what's it like cooking with an oil-burning stove? Well, it takes some getting used to definitely will not make your frozen pizzas crispy so on those quick meal nights we do still turn on the fan oven Uh, we also find it hard to get water to boil it takes ages otherwise it's quite nice to have a stove and oven that's always hot and ready and saves us on our heating bill each month the stove actually heats our entire main room pretty well so we only need to use our bedroom heater um it's really nice. The electricity bills here are insane. I think in Minnesota it's 10 cents per kilowatt hour and here it's 70 cents per kilowatt hour. So you can do the math on that one. Um we are just like so constantly turning off all the lights. The nice thing here is you can turn off the water boiler so we just don't have any water heating in the house unless we need it. And that saves a little bit of money too. Anyways, uh, there are two ovens on the Rayburn, one for slow roast and one for bakes. I made Micah's favorite meal Coca Vin for his birthday earlier in November and heated the pot to a simmer on the stovetop first, then popped it in for four hours. Having a Rayburn is like having a crock pot and oven all in one. It's really nice. Um, I cook for at least an hour every day now with this magical stove. A tight budget here and living 30 minutes from the city has made dining out and takeaway very inconvenient options. It's forced us to prioritize the things we wanted to for so long, but quote never had the time. Um, here are a few habits Mike and I are finally instilling in the kitchen. Habit number one: using our kitchen. Wow, how novel! <laughs> we just simply don't eat out anymore at all really um we have been absolutely loving this change to our surprise because you all know us if you saw us in minnesota we relied on takeout so much busy nights exhaustion or quote treat yourself mentality those have been our slogans but now that we actually use our kitchen we've learned some valuable lessons it forces us to slow down every day it causes us to invite others into our home more than gathering at, like, a restaurant. It also results in better weekly planning and keeps Micah and I on our toes. Treat yourself now means going wild with Saturday breakfast and always keeping wine, beer, and hot chocolate in the pantry. We do drink more here. It's just like an English thing. You can't escape it. We probably have a glass of wine or a beer almost with almost every dinner meal. Um, it's very typical in England, I think. Um, using our kitchen also means there's always dirty dishes in the sink, and the cast iron constantly needs a good scrub. Somehow this all feels more whole and peaceful. Waste not, want not, habit number two. The area of my life that produced the most waste in the U.S. was definitely food. I'm ashamed of all the food I threw out threw away every month because I forgot that was there in the back of the fridge and pantry. Most homes in England have a fridge the size of an American mini fridge, and our kitchen is no different. A small fridge causes us to use everything we have. Virtually nothing is thrown away in our kitchen these days. We obviously are not perfect with this, but um, I think we are definitely a lot better than we were in the U.S. Um, We're also learning to want less. Everyone knows our favorite podcast is Bema. Marty Solomon has talked a lot in session one about the concept of, quote, just enough. We can be content with just enough to fill our bellies, not excess or lavish. Not every meal needs to be the best one or even have all the right ingredients. This is new for me because I've always followed recipes to a T. Our stir fry last week had cabbage and celery in it because those were the veggies we needed to use up. Instead of following a recipe to a T, like I just said, I've learned to accept that stir-fry is still good with celery instead, if not my fave. How often have I found myself grumbling in the kitchen rather than flexing those creativity muscles? Choosing not to waste flexes my creativity muscles. Eating mediocre also teaches us contentment. It has made those lavish meals that much more special at number three shop with the seasons the lovely laura greg shout out of muddy feet farm which you should all check out and buy her sourdough it's amazing best sourdough i ever had before i went gluten-free um laura sent me this julius roberts cookbook from it's called the farm table and i have honestly been transformed by just the introduction of the book (laughs) um uh something he wrote was quote Seasonality is the principle of being guided by the seasons in the way you shop and eat. Enjoying asparagus in spring, making the most of the short season by eating it almost every day until you've had your yearly fill and are desperate for the arrival of tomatoes and corgettes in summer, then patiently waiting, not touching a spear grown abroad until the cycle repeats and the season comes round again so you can feast on it once more. What a joy it is to miss something anticipation building as you wait for its return another thing he said was that seasonality eating seasonally will change you and we feel like it definitely has been changing us at least our habits we've been much more conscious about the air miles and carbon footprint involved with eating out of season produce and as a result we've cut bananas from our diet which you all know is something I used to eat every single day sometimes two bananas a day (laughs) And instead, I eat a lot more plums, apples, and of course potatoes and cabbage. There's nothing more English than potatoes and cabbage, I think, unless it comes with a pint on the side. Shopping seasonally also leads to shopping locally. We bought into a CSA box here from Tang Greens, who farm just down the road from us in the Tang Valley. It's been an adjustment to plan meals with the coming box in mind, as the veg is not always what we're craving. But there's something incredibly special about eating produce that is supporting the welfare of both the earth and our neighbors. Habit number three, pay more. We've shifted expectations of the cost of our grocery bill. Instead of budgeting for meals out, we budget for quality and conscious groceries. (coughs) Excuse me. We shop for bulk zero waste items at a store called Zero in Exeter, and we buy only humane and organic meats and eggs, We get our milk from a local farmer. Uh, Groceries cost around 150 pounds a week. I think that's something like 175, 180, maybe a bit more in U.S. dollars. And we think that's okay. Probably good. If you want to try any of these new habits yourself, I recommend starting by cutting your eating out in half, at least. It's a fun challenge. From my English kitchen to yours, Steph. And below is my lovely recipe if you want to check it out follow the pharynx peace out